Hi guys, this is Natasha Brown and you have tuned into His Word. His Word is here to bring glory to God's name, one testimony at a time. We are here to encourage, uplift, inspire, evangelize and to fellowship with Christ. So what is a testimony? A testimony is the evidence that God is working in your life. It gives us the assurance that God is real and that he is definitely here. So what are you waiting for? Share your testimony today. Hear his word, speak his word and share his word. His word is God's word. Hi guys. Welcome back to another fantastic episode on Testimony Tuesdays. This episode is called Breaking the Cycle and the anchor scripture for this episode is taken from Matthew chapter 16 verse 19 and it says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. We have a duty to pray and declare over our lives what we want. We have a duty to declare and command this life to work in our favour. At the end of the day, right, sometimes we are brought up in unfortunate circumstances. There are things that may happen in our family that continues to happen from generation to generation. But you need to make up your mind. Do you want these things to continue to happen? Or are you prepared to be the one to break the cycle? Are you prepared to be the one to stop these things from continuing on? Do you want your children to experience what you're experiencing? It needs to stop with you. So I pray you enjoy this episode and that you're able to take something from it, learn from this testimony, that if God was able to break the cycle, if God was able to do it for them, then he can do it for you. So guys, please welcome our guest, Grace Julius on his testimony on breaking the cycle. Uh, my name is Sambatia Grace Julius and I'm from Uganda, Mukono to be specific. And I'm a human rights uh, professional activist. I'm a, a filmmaker, photographer, and I'm also an evangelist plus a consultant. I'm so many things, but uh, I think that's what God has called me to do in line with my work. So as we go on, I'll be able to explain all those things that I thought uh, that I've mentioned that who I am and I'm also a Christian first before I become a human rights uh, professional uh, an evangelist I'm a Christian I didn't find myself in Christ first because it's him who saved me and it's he's the reason why I do certain things I do thank you are you now able to um, tell us your testimony and, and what God has for you in your life? Oh, what God has done for me. Wow. Even the fact that I'm still here, it's him that I'm doing this interview, I'm doing this podcast with you is the reason why. And it's itself, it's a miracle because right now in Uganda, we have challenges with the network. But the fact that I'm doing it right now, it's already a testimony and it's already a miracle. Sometimes we look for bigger miracles and say God is not working. But each day that you wake up breathing, it's not automatic. It's not I guarantee that I woke up and do this interview. And to be true with you, I woke up when I was weak and I had gone somewhere. So I thought like, oh, should I send Brown that I postpone this? And I said, no, no, no. Father, allow me so that I'll be able to do this with her. Because I was tired. I, I was doing a lot of traveling. So, But I thank God that I'm here. Okay, to go on uh, my testimony that, that made Brown to reach out to me. It was the year of 20, 20, uh, 2014 that when I got saved and I gave my life to Christ. You know, it's one thing to know Christ and it's the other to give your life to Christ. As a kid, as growing up, I 
a new Christ. I knew I, I was raised in a Christian family because my grandmother was a prayerful lady and my mother. I was, okay, I was introduced to Christ at a tender age. I knew who was who Christ was. He died for us, but I had not given my life to him until 2014. So those are two different things. So 2014 is the year that I, I said, Father, I give my life to you as a sacrifice, like to walk in the ways of Christ and to follow the will of God. So that's the year that I decided to change all my ways, to change my character and everything. But I didn't change it because I wanted to be uh, to be specific. There are certain circumstances that I was going through, the situation that I had gone through. And I had a lot of, I had so many questions in my life. I had ups and downs, things weren't moving. So I said to myself that if I'm to lose each and everything, what's that one thing that you love to do? Because sometimes uh, today in the modern world, people say God is not there, things are not there. But in my life at that moment, I said, if now I trust God, if I just there trust god what will i lose as a person what will i lose and you know looking around I, you know there's nothing you lose like giving yourself it's like you are trusting you know trusting the unknown that because if you ask for the proof i will not give it to you but i'll just say there are things that happen in life that i don't have explanation about even science can't explain so i said no let me give my life to this person that even I don't know, but I'm eager to know him. You know, the Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. But I want to make it clear today that it's us who make God to choose us. However, he called us all these children and everything. But when you go in that bedroom, in that sitting room and say, Father, today I give my life to you. There is a difference to say that you are called. But when you choose, you have to change the way you do things. That's how the chosen ones are also working. That means that the way you have been conducting yourself has to change, the way you have been doing certain things has to change. So in 2014, I had to change. You know, I was at university by then. I had to change the way I was doing things. I had to change the way I was interacting with fellow students. I started speaking good news to the people. I had to read more. I had to look out for people who can mentor me to walk in Christ. So in that process, I wanted to be a chosen one because I had to ask myself, how do the prophets, how do the pastor do it? Like, you know, I used to ask myself, why do I go to the pastor to, to pray for me? Why, you know, like the people, the way go, they go to church. But I said, let me welcome Christ. Let me see Christ as an individual. I want him to also communicate to me the way he communicates to the, his chosen ones. So, and that's how I may say I'm also chosen because I chose to walk like Christ. So we choose it also. It's not things that you, they say, Brown, now you are a chosen one. No, 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 no. You have to choose it too. You have to choose to be a sacrifice. Because everything to do with Christianity, it's a sacrifice. There are so many things that are like temptations. There are so many temptations in our lives that come where and even challenges. They try to distract us and don't follow the word. But that year, God did something amazing in my life. It's the year that things started making sense. My life started making sense. However much I was in the storm, I was in the deep waters, things made change that made sense in the way that that's when my stepdad died. That's when we had a lot of battles, family battles, wrangles and everything. But God saw us through and there are certain things that I can't mention here. Oh, I will, because everyone knows what a person goes through when you're at campus. Uh, we had tuition issues, but all those things God made a way. Provision showed up. I, I was able to pay for certain things. I was able to 
sustain myself. And finishing a university, uh, getting my university degree, it was like a generation curse in the family. I like to, to come to, to uh, the testimony I'm trying to give, that me finishing my university, because I see my journey like walking with Christ, it started in the university, you know, preaching the gospel, preaching the word to fellow students. I think also God wanted to do something for me because, you know, coming to, from a family where there are no degrees, uh, to learn families, they might think, you know, it's light. But where I come from, and to be the first one to have that degree, it's really amazing and uh, it's a miracle. And every time I, I tell people when I meet them, you know, <laughs> with my first degree, I tell them, you know, this is a miracle. I know for you, you have masters and what, but to our family, it's good because there is a history, there is a background of it. Uh, I tried to interrogate our family history uh, to the side of my father. Uh, they had this, as to, uh, this, this traditional spirit so that they had cast the family for 20 years, like no one will ever finish school. You know, those generation curses that you will not do this, you will not do that, you will never have someone. So obviously a lot of people um, aren't really aware of what a generational curse is. So how are people able to identify that they're, you know, that they're currently in a curse? Okay, to me it was easier to identify because looking around in my family, people didn't have degrees. People have never gone to school. You, you know that one thing that your family has never done and you really want to do it? Me, I call it a generational curse because if other families are doing it and even have masters, why not our family? Why, why not me? Sometimes we have to reflect in our lives that there are certain things that don't just happen. There are things that happen occasionally, like they, it keeps on coming. And if you don't sit down, that's why it's very important every time, now and then, to reflect on who you are and the things that you have been doing in society. It's, it's, even if it's one year, you can ask yourself, what happened in 2020? Has it repeated it? Has it manifested again in this year? So these are the things that, as a Christian, as a person who works in Christ, sit down and say, but this thing shouldn't be happening every week. I shouldn't be going through it. So that's when you alerted, you become spiritually alert. You know, when you are not yet in Christ, there are certain things which happen and say it's a coincidence. That's the reason why I said you have to choose to be a sacrifice. And when you choose to be a sacrifice, there are certain things which are going to be revealed to you in the spiritual room. Like your eyes, and they don't see things the way they, the other people see them. So that's the difference. And that's how you start paying attention to certain details, small details in your family, in your life, in your work relationship, at the university. You start paying attention and say, no, this isn't right. I shouldn't be coming every month and this thing is happening. So you start questioning each and everything, but in the spiritual way, because you have to grow spiritually. You have to feed your soul. You have to, to become strong so that you can start interpreting situations and moments of your life. And the history, you have to be in position to understand it well. So I was able to understand that after choosing Christ. I think my siblings and the people before me also knew it because they also said it. You know, there are certain things people which people keep on lamenting about in family. Like, you know, for us, we don't do this. For us, we don't do... Okay, for us, we never pass. Man, we can't have a doctor in the family. For us, we can't... You know, those things which family members keep on lamenting. As a Christian, you have to question yourself, why are these people saying these things? I think it's a curse to our family. So you have to do something. Don't just listen and leave it there. You have to pray about it. You have to say, Father, I want to change this. Because in this family, I have to be the living proof. I have to be the testimony to them. That's why in prayer we say, Father, make me a testimony to the word. Let me not just speak the word, but let it reflect in me. 
So, and that's how you, you identify and even overcome. Because you don't just identify, you have to overcome it. That's automatic. The moment you are able to identify it, that means you will have to overcome it and you have to make a plan with God. Um, I, I think I've... You answered <laughs> you very, very well. Very, very well. Okay. So are you able to continue with, the, with your story? So in, in that year, they, I had to do some underground work of doing the evangelism at the university. Giving yourself to Christ comes with a duty. It's like in the line with human rights. You can't say you have a certain right when you don't act on it. You know, rights will not just happen automatically. There is a duty on it. So there is a duty of being a Christian. And when you decide, when you choose to be someone different in the Christian faith, then you have to act on it. You have to win souls uh, for the heavenly kingdom. You have to bring more people to experience this love. At my university, Yes, challenges came in when uh, different gangs wanted to challenge you on this and that because parties were, many things happened. So, um, but as a Christian, as a soldier, because I used to call myself uh, the heavenly prayer warriors and what, you know, winning souls, bringing people on board, I had to do my work because it even didn't stop at the university. We started going to communities. And if you have seen my post, that's where the grassroots ministry came in and we started attacking. We call, you used to call it uh, community attacks, where you attack a community, where you attack a household and introduce it to Christ. So in the few years when we started that, we could just go to a home and say, do you know Christ? Can we share the good news with you? And then the people take us through their experience with Christ, their situation. So that has been our journey that when you give yourself to Christ, you have to start growing in faith. You know, we are two people, like the body and the soul. You can't separate them, but you have to find ways how you can grow them both. That, you know, the Bible says this, but what are your actions in the community? So that's why the grassroots ministry came in and then we went into communities as as the university came to an end, as graduation came, we had established ourselves in the community. So because I was living in the university community, so I had to find ways how I can plug into the, the community outside. And that's how God led us, and that's how God used us, and that's how God is still using us, doing our work and also doing his work. Because at the university, people used to say, who's funding your things? Who's funding your work? Who... You know, God has, like I said, I'm a human rights uh, professional and also I'm a photographer and a filmmaker. At the university, we had to look for ways how we can finance our activities. So if you look in the Bible, Christ was a competitor. So as a Christian life, there is a duty, like there are certain things you have to do. Don't just say, I'm a Christian. Like in Africa, there is a tendency where people just go to church and pray and pray and pray and they don't work. But at the university, we had also to do certain things. I had to go into the film industry. I started making documentaries. I started doing pictures as a source of income and also like to finance the ministry. So, and that's how we sustained and that's how we moved with Christ. And even the education, finishing it, uh, breaking the, uh, the, the generational curse and also making God proud, you know, because we are his children. You know, there's a way how you feel when you are in the kingdom of God. You know, when you belong somewhere, 
many people in life are struggling with identity problems. So, but I always tell them, please identify yourself with Christ. You will not worry about the race. They just identify because we are in his image. So no matter what people tell you who you are, but you know who you are. So you shouldn't listen to what people tell you, but listen to what Jesus tells who you are. And I think that's what makes sense. And it has made sense since when I was at the university and up to now. Because, you know, being at the university and you don't have money, I know you can testify about that. The way the life is, you're struggling with tuition, they're chasing you out of the lecture room, you are this. So I knew who I was and to the family I belong to because the family I belong to controls each and everything, not only the earth, but even the heaven. So I'm proud to say I'm a child of God and yeah, he knows me. So I don't need your approvals to tell me, but Grace, this is who you are. No, no. Today, what, I, what I'm sharing, maybe it, it isn't big to you. No, you can tell me. It's huge. This is huge. <laughs> but, but there are certain people who will tell you, but Grace, I have five degrees. And we, I know they are there. But sometimes, like I said, reflect on your own life. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. time, reflect on your life. Don't use Brown's life like to explain, to reflect on your life. No, no, no. Use mm-hmm. your life as a testimony and look to what, you know, it's like, okay, I'll give you this example because every time I face this debate that, Whenever you are talking with someone, they try to relate to bring in other things from somewhere. That things are happening, the way they happen in UK, they are different the way they happen in Uganda. I tell them, concentrate on Uganda. How can we make it better? So it's the same thing with me or with you. First work on who you are, and then you relate with others. But I, I will not advise you to relate with the word, relate with Christ. It's the most important thing. Thank you so much, Grace, for coming on to the His Word podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on here. We are so thankful that God allowed you to share your testimony. And we just want to pray that anybody out there that is currently going through a generational curse, that's currently in the cycle of things that happened to them and their family and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, We just want to pray that God continues to break those chains, that he continues to make a way so that every good thing that he has in store for you will come into fruition in the name of Jesus. Do not hesitate to reach out if you have a testimony. We are always happy and welcomed to hear what God is doing in your life. And honestly, you never know what God is doing. You never know who you're able to reach and who you're able to touch just by sharing your testimony. I just wanted to share something really quickly. The other day, this lady um, messaged me on TikTok and she spoke about how she's currently in stage four terminal cancer and how just because she was able to watch a video of mine that I posted on TikTok, it really did encourage her. And I'm just like, wow, you don't know who you can touch based on being obedient to God. So if you do have a testimony, you are able to contact us on our Instagram page, which is at hisw.ord, or you can send an email at hisgodlyword at gmail.com, or you're able to find me on TikTok, Natasia Brown. Do not hesitate to reach out. I'm always happy to share advice, opinions, to pray with you, pray for you, anything. I'm always here. 
Our final major announcement is that His Word has decided to choose a Christian charity every year to donate to. We have chosen Grassroots Ministry this year as our chosen charity. So Grassroots Ministry is a charity based in Uganda and they aim to alleviate poverty by providing food, education, medical care and accommodation. The Bible lets us know that it's so important for us to help those who are in need and that is why I've chosen to donate starting from this month, every month this year. The um, project that I'm more inclined to um, with this charity is that we are aiming to provide training um, to mothers in Uganda to basically enable them to have a skill or a trade that will allow them to become more financially free. Also, if you do know anyone who provides training online or anyone based in Uganda who have a trade and who are able to provide training free of charge to this charity to help them to provide more options for trade, for having a skill. Please let me know. I think is a fantastic way to really um, help people who are in need. We are currently in a world which is interconnected and therefore we are able to provide all types of training wherever we are around the world. So if you are someone who has connections, please let us know because it could really be of great help. We thank God that he continues to work wonders in our lives. And I just want to say as well that if you do have a testimony, do not hesitate to reach out. We are an international platform and we are here to glorify God's name internationally. So if you do have a testimony, do not keep it to yourself. If your friends and family has shared something amazing, you let us know and we're able to use this platform to glorify God's name and to bring many people to Christ. The Bible tells us in Revelations chapter 12 verse 11, it says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Do you know how powerful that is? The living word lets us know that we have a duty to overcome, to overcome every obstacle of the enemy, everything that he has programmed to have dominion over your life, everything that he has programmed to work against you, every obstacle, it fails because of your testimony. It fails because you were able to overcome. It fails because you took that step to glorify God's name, to be obedient, to really acknowledge him. So if you are sitting on a testimony, sit no longer. Change the narrative on your life and give God all the glory. You don't know who you're able to impact. You don't know who you're able to save just by sharing what he has done for you. So guys, it's been a pleasure. It's Natasha Brown and you have listened to his word.